0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody. This is Tony and you're listening to All Elite Retrospectives 5. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host Dave. Dave, how are you doing today?
1: Ah, uh, good. You know, um, I think the 5 is just gone for 5 and 0. Oh. Not that we're uh, competing against other podcasts, but, uh, AEW, <laughs> NXT, 5 and 0. Oh. I, uh, actually had a little, um, I had a little debate online with some, uh, NXT apologists, I guess, um, about, uh, a Forbes magazine article that week three, it said uh, the headline was AEW obliterates NXT. And I it was like, appropriate word, being a little smarky, you know, and all that, uh, you know, Forbes journalists. Uh, and it didn't go over very well because uh, I guess, you know, they were like, really like, oh, but that's not the correct definition of the word obliterates,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: you know? And it's just like, well, it's not supposed to be an exact you know, translation, it's a, you know, euthanism for beat the crap out of or tarnish or, you know, just like a, a sports analogy or something. Uh, and they totally didn't get it, but, uh, just for the record, currently things are good with all elite, uh, because they are obliterating NXT, uh, in the ratings for well, um, it's,
0: it's not just fun. that, but, um, last week we're recording this, um, November 1st and the mm-hmm. week before, smackdown going to fs1 it also beat smackdown now it does yeah. have it does have that qualifier it they did run on uh fox sports one because of the world series but yeah that is kind of a big deal uh, you know to a degree that yeah, they were I able to totally beat smackdown as well. so
1: so 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 the, the just to clarify because i didn't totally get it um So they weren't on Fox at all last Friday, because I don't watch, you know, like, they weren't on Fox at all last Friday, so they put them on Fox Sports 1 instead. Yeah, the World Series, I don't
0: don't know what World Series game, but one of the World Series games was on Fox, and because when facing airing the World Series and SmackDown, anyone, everyone's going to go with the World Series. So that's what wound up happening. They got punted to Fox Sports 1. But WWE, to their credit, they promoted the hell out of the Switch, at least the one-day Switch, but I guess it wasn't enough, or maybe Fox Sports 1 is too an obscure network for people to find, because yeah. AEW was able to beat SmackDown as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I mean, I know, you know, as far as brand names and how many networks are in hotels or gyms or whatever, uh TNT, USA, they're the tippy-top, you know, they're up there for sure after... You know, you get get out of the news networks, uh. But Fox Sports One's pretty up there too. You know, it's it, it's uh definitely uh, most people have it. So
0: well, that, that's the problem. Most
1: watch the SmackDown. They, they have the opportunity
0: problem. That's the problem. Most people have the network. I guess most people didn't just didn't bother checking it out, or they flipped on Fox, and when they didn't see SmackDown, they just gave up, and they thought trying <laughs> to find Fox Sports One was too hard. Because the fact of the matter yeah. is, you know. Even on the on a worse night, like, SmackDown would do at least a 2.4. And that's a pretty healthy number for WWE. But for, oh, yeah. the, for them to really do bad. beneath, I don't know the exact numbers. I believe it was in the 800,000s. And I think last uh-huh. week, AEW did 900,000. I could be wrong. Feel free to correct me in the comments. But I believe those were the two final numbers. And that's kind of scary for SmackDown because even I was kind of Hoping for the worst for SmackDown on FS1, I was like, oh no, the ratings are on a decline since the debut at the beginning of, the, of October, and sure. I'm sure it'll be lower, but I predicted at 1.4, nobody could have predicted it had been as low as it was.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of crazy ratings out there. I heard something like in the UK that only so many people watch, like, maybe, I don't know if it was SmackDown or NXT, and, I don't know. I, I, I It's some pretty obscure number sometimes, and uh, well, in well, general... For,
0: the, for that, it could be if it's controller. on a, a cable channel, and uh, unlike us, I believe people across the pond aren't particularly fond of paying for cable, and when mm. they do, they expect everything, so the idea... Yeah, I don't know if they get everything, and it's as accessible as it is over here. Yeah. So, I, that, yeah. I could, that I could sort of excuse as well, but... And then tonight's not going to help either, because, like... Half the WWE roster is in Saudi Arabia, and they're stuck in there. And SmackDown is going to be pretty much a glorified NXT show.
1: Well, they got Daniel Bryan. So, because he was, you know, above going to Saudi Arabia, which, you know, like, right on, bro. I totally agree. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, that was a protest
0: reason for not going. It's not like they didn't
1: have plans for him.
0: Because he's he's one of the guys that they feature prominently, but he was one of the first guys to put his foot down saying, I'm not going to go. And right. I guess he lucked into it because now he gets to be featured on SmackDown. But my only thing is you had the debacle with last week's show where the ratings were so low because they were on Fox Sports one, even though they, they pretty much cranked out everybody. They had Kane, Brock, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. And it's like, they still did 880, 800,000. It's like, that's kind of sad. And yeah, I'm more, I'm but, worried okay. I'm compounding that with the, glorified nxt show we're getting tonight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I don't know we're we're gonna have to wait for next week's obviously we're recording this the first uh the eighths ratings to kind of see where the new baseline for the smackdown rating is but uh this is getting kind of scary considering this was supposed to be the big deal this was supposed to be the the boom as you would for the wrestling industry and it's just really fizzling out and I, I wonder what the future will be for that Fox WE deal.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that it's like a three year deal, but I feel like Fox was smart at all because it's, you know, it's like a billion dollars a year. Like they're smart at all. There should be like an option out for them after a year. You know, like they, they, I, I don't know the specifics. I don't know if anybody knows the specifics out there, you know, outside of the two companies, but, uh, yeah, I, um, (laughs) <laughs> i don't. I mean i knew it was gonna be a problem in the first place because just you know it's it's at, creatively it's at its lowest point and also just what they're doing you know the guys are being redone yeah yeah, yeah. that's why companies like AEW are doing so well you know because like the, anything that's an alternative to that would be great um so i didn't have high hopes for it but i guess even a WWE apologist would have to classify this as a rough start for uh, for uh WWE on Fox. I mean, well, like, let, let me it's ask, just something out of their control, and yes, yeah, I don't know. Let know. me ask
0: you, Dave, what do you think of the mm-hmm. last two weeks for AEW and NXT ratings? Now, I'm the opinion that just the ratings are just naturally going to go down, but are you one of these people that the ratings are on a decline as of late because of the World Series of AEW and NXT having to run up against it? I, I'm I'm cynical. I'm I'm Chicken Little. I think the sky's falling. I think it is because <laughs> just we should talk? Uh, yeah. yeah cause I just think a lot of people sampled both, and they're just like, eh, it's not for me either of them.
1: Mm. I think I don't that, know. I, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but
0: like I said, it could. I it's think... just me. I haven't really heard anyone parodying this. Most people have gone to even people that hate kind of AEW or NXT have kind of said well, okay, I may not be a fan of AEW, but to pretend like this is the beginning of the end for AEW just because the rating was kind of lower than usual. It's like, well, the World Series game went to Game 7, and it's kind of a big deal. And a lot of wrestling fans are also sports fans, so you're going to get a lot of crossover. So a lot of people are, even people that are haters are sort of being a little generous and forgiving of the lower than usual rating.
1: Sure. I mean, ultimately what we're talking about is um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was like, what, what a 1.4 the first week. So, I mean, it's potentially we're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of fans uh, not tuning in certain weeks and, you know, it has gone just, dis- I mean, consistently gotten a little bit lower each week um, since their premiere. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I do look at it a little bit differently. Some people will say like, Oh, well, you know, let's, like what their natural audience is, like 1.4, and then they've just been losing fans since then. And it's like mm, that's not how I see it. I see it as, um, you know, like they should build more of an audience out of that. And it's like I see it as more, um, you know, it, it definitely been promoted for months. That like, hey, watch the premiere episode. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, I and mean, um, and I feel like it's just on the spectrum of you know pro wrestling, and that's how many people that are willing to give AEW a shot that will kind of, like, you know, turn their eyes to that. Um, and they're not going to watch every week. Not every, you know, not nothing in wrestling gets watched every week. I don't know of any, I mean, maybe somebody can correct us, but, like, I don't know of any show in wrestling that builds upon their audience right now. Um, that's just not, I mean, they have occasionally, maybe once a month or, you know, a few months, like, if, or especially if, you know, it's WWE and they bring back The Law Legends, um they have like a big show and everybody knows that's the big show to watch and then the ratings go up a little bit and but generally they just consistently go down and part of it's because of the cable medium you know i mean that's just kind of like how cable is now like less and less people are watching as it airs they're more and more you know technology you know it's it's it's, they're streaming so um they're watching it later they're watching it at their leisure and uh, that's just how cable you know programming works right now but um i i don't i mean i they haven't their first episode i feel like that's the thing that they've been building for months that's like you know that 1.4 that's how many people are willing to watch an AEW product and they haven't had an episode since where like hey this is the episode to watch you know and so i don't worry about the ratings so much in that um, yeah, they've been losing a little bit, you know, since then, but if they build something again and they aren't able to maybe get that 1.4, then I would maybe start being a little concerned. Um, and, and also, uh, the thing with NXT, um, oh, sorry, the, as a fan, I mostly worry like, oh, is AEW doing all right enough? to keep their TV deal because we don't really know the specifics of the TV deal mm-hmm. um you know is tnt happy with it um yeah yeah, yeah. you know like should they um is it going to be on for a few months is it going to be on for a few years is this something that we're going to consistently be able to watch as wrestling bands um at, you know at two hours wednesday nights like that's a pretty big deal 8 to 10 p.m um that prime time slot I ultimately compare it to NXT. It's like, well, you know, to they have to be happy with the ratings, because they're... You know, they have, like, the... They 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 originally put it on Wednesday nights, and then WWE also, you know, wanted to create competition, and that... So any ratings that aren't there currently... They can just say like, oh well that's partially because WWE is now competing with us. And maybe if there was a real problem, like they might move at the night, which I don't think they will. You know, I don't think we're at that point at all. Um and the flip side, the positive out of it, is they can say, hey, we go ahead this new wrestling product goes head to head with a WWE product, and that's how cable execs look at this. They're not looking at like, oh, this is the third run WWE product. They're looking at it as this is a live WWE product. They do live wrestling show. It's a WWE product, and that's how like non-wrestling fans kind of look at this. This is a WWE product, and it's losing consistently every week to AEW. That makes them look amazing. (laughs) Like That makes all the wrestling look amazing compared to NXT, um, that they're able to be a WWE product uh, in the same capacity of a live wrestling show on Wednesday nights.
0: Another thing to take into consideration is looking past the final total rating, and I know this is the one thing that... Now, for those of you who may or may not know, I'm a Wrestling Observer subscriber, so I, I know, I know some of the things that maybe most people aren't privy to, but at the same time, a lot of the stuff is just gonna be, you know, between private companies. But one thing I've heard that TNT is super over the moon of, and the way AEW really is crushing WWE, even I would say main roster WWE would be the, um would be the demographics. You look at the... Oh, yeah. I, I believe it's the, the 18 to 35-year-olds. Like, or A... A 40, 40, 40. Yeah, A, uh, A, A... Thanks for the correction. Um, <laughs> I I believe AEW's crushing them as far as that's concerned. Now, obviously, WWE skewers to an older audience, for probably folks that have been watching the product their entire life been watching wrestling their entire life. So, yeah, naturally, they're probably going to have that audience on lock, but really, it's kind of... The canary in the coal mine for WWE where they're just not making new fans and it's getting kind of scary. People were kind of hoping that AEW would bring back some lapsed fans. And considering the ratings have been, even from the debut episode, it's just, I don't know if those folks are going to come. But the Mm -hmm. fact that you're, the fact that you're bringing in a younger audience, I know TNT is over the moon as far as that's concerned.
1: And they should be because, yeah, um, gosh, yeah, the, I mean, it really is night and day, you know, like, I mean, sometimes I see, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I can't do a direct quote on this, but that demographic that you're talking about, sometimes like AEW is like the number two, like, product on cable television for that evening. Mm-hmm. That is, that has happened. Um, I will say that. I do, I do know that exact number. Uh, They've been number two before. Um, And then I've seen like NXT be like number like 16, 30, like you know in that demographic it's it's a lot worse when you compare within that demographic um yeah it's it's not even close it's really bad actually if you're really just trying to go for that demographic um wwe or nxt viewers are just older you know and i'm generally the people i find online they're older like 30 40 year old men um that just are like, well, but the product's better or, you know, like more psych I don't know, you know, like in hey, the takeovers are great, but I, I honestly haven't been that tempted to watch the NXT product. I don't know. Have you been watching it at all? Have you been keeping up with it? Uh,
0: I've been watching stuff here and there. I'll always make sure to watch all the highlights on YouTube. So I, mm-hmm. I do have a firm grip of the I would say the NXT product as well. But okay. but yeah but the that, ta- at the same <laughs> time at the same time, it's like, their death nail is still, this week was worse than it's, they've been getting better, but sometimes it looks really bad. The fact of the matter is they're still airing at a full sale. Full sale. You know? That's, that's gonna be a problem come, you know, going forward because you're dealing with AEW who are running, admittedly smaller arenas, but you're still do, wrestling in front of sellouts in front of 10, 15,000 people. And NXT has the same 500 folks at Full Sail. And and Mm -hmm. I know they're looking to mitigate that problem, but in the meantime, it just looks really sad. And it's compounded by the fact that... Now, I've been watching NXT for a while now, and I've noticed ever since the jump to USA, they've been kind of dimming the audience, dimming the crowd a little more, just to kind of hide how small the arena actually is. And I think that actually really is to their detriment, because at least... When they were all lit up in the crowd in the arena, you know, at least it looked like a hot product. Maybe you would have fewer people, but you know, it looked like a, a really happening place to be. It looked really cool, it looked like a fun place. And now that it's all dark and dingy, it really does look like it's in someone's like, uh, I, 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 it's like a someone's backyard or something. It's just it looks really minor league, and it's one of those things they're trying to run away from so and hide how small their audience is. By doing that, it lo- makes it look even worse because it looks so dark and dingy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I think that's something that a lot of people pointed out. It's just, you know, you have these major arenas. AEW is selling out, or you know, it looks like sellouts at least the way the cameras are, right? Like, you know, from the perspective, it looks like it's a normal major arena that like you know basketball games happen at, and uh WWE has Raw or SmackDown themselves. It's you know it's a larger scale thing and. You know, we know that AEW in general, um, not always, but most of the time, is a very hot ticket. Um, and there's buzz around, you know, just ticket sales for that. And NXT, you know, it's just... A, and, and that could be a problem, too, because no matter how good your product is, if you're doing a two-hour broadcast every week and you have the same fans going every week... um. Not that it's, you know, as bad as Impact, but that's that was a problem for Impact. You know, it was like they had the same fans going every week. And even if you have AJ Styles in turning on the main event, they're just going to not really react to it at a certain point. They're going to be kind of conditioned to kind of be like, okay, well, this is what we get. And, you know, um, you put that, that same shows in front of a different audience every week, the audience is going to react more. They're going to be more excited. They're not going to just like, um, it's not going to be formulaic to them. And that's really the key and that excitement and that feeling, I guess, um, that carries over from television to, you know, the viewer, you know, and, uh, so that's, that's a problem. And I think it would be cool. They, I mean, even if they weren't doing big arenas, which I don't think realistically NXT can do big arenas, um, unless if it's a takeover, but those don't sell out. Um, and that's associated with the weekends that WWE does with their like SummerSlams or, or Rebels, whatever. Um, they could do it at like nightclubs, you know, like they could do it like they did Shotgun Saturday night back in the day. Um, you know, they could do it at like smaller arenas or smaller, you know, college campuses and stuff like that. And um, they had to put a little more work into it if they wanted to make it feel cool at all, honestly. It feels cool to like, and we're talking to the, the people that it probably feels cool to, but um, it feels cool to hardcore wrestling fans. NXT has that coolness factor mm-hmm. if you really, really, really just love wrestling, you know? And you're going to watch it no matter what. But it doesn't have any coolness factor outside of that. And AEW does have a coolness factor. Well,
0: my, my thing with huh? NXT is, I don't understand why they just can't go on the road with SmackDown. Because as it is Raw, if you go to a live <laughs> taping for Raw, you're already getting a four-hour show because you're beginning. Three hours of television and then an hour of superstars or whatever. So I'm like, just go on the road with SmackDown. It's like you'll you'll be in front of a giant arena with, you know, wrestling fans already and I, I don't know. Oh, I,
1: such a bad idea. And I'll tell you why, because, because then it would be live. And I do think that even if it's not a product like AEW that really Yeah, but it was like, never be live, live before
0: I mean before uh, USA and that no one yeah. ever had a problem with NXT being taped.
1: I, I'm just saying that general, like, I would be even less interested in watching it than, mm. I don't know, like, even though I don't watch it now, so I don't know, I don't know if that really helps, but I just would be like, oh, well I, I can read the spoilers and like, who cares, you know, and, and the way it would tape, because they're gonna do Love Fox Live, is, you know, it would be, um you know, it would be like five days old, you know, show by that point, and everybody would have been talking about it already, I don't know. I don't know, I, I get what you're saying though, but, uh, I just, I, I, I and it makes sense because it's it's kind of just a debate of like, well, is it going to look better in front of a brightly lit audience that looks like there's like twenty thousand people there versus being live, right?
0: Well, I have so. to believe that some of the reason why they're getting their ass kicked by AEW is just you look at the the two products and one looks like it's being shot. In a basement and the other one looks like it's being shot in (laughs) front of, you know, 20,000 people. And it's just like, well, which of these two am I going to watch? It's like, I don't care which one of these two has the better wrestling. Which one of those looks like the cooler product to be watching? Which one one looks like the major league product? That was been the problem with so many of these smaller indie promotions. They'll have better wrestling, but you know, when you're filling in a, a, you know, an armory or something, it's kind of hard to look major league when you could just flip the channel and WWE is in front of. Fifteen thousand people and it looks like a major league product. It's like, okay, right. the WWE wrestling isn't as look looks as good, but the production values a lot better and it's in front of a giant crowd, so it looks like a major league product.
1: It definitely makes it more marketable to people that know nothing about wrestling, you know, to like you know at you know sponsors and advertisers and uh, you know uh, cable bigwigs and just casual fans, I guess, you know, like I I. I yeah, it definitely makes a difference. I, I would think even though sub- normally think about it, but I don't normally watch it. I,
0: I would yeah. think even someone who has you know who likes to pretend he's beyond stuff like that. Even me, it's like subconsciously I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna watch AEW because it looks better. Like I'll catch mm-hmm. myself doing that or thinking that, and it's just like I should know better. But you know, AEW, I feel like I'm watching a nice, slick, glossy product. And AEW kind of, I mean, NXT kind of feels like. You know, kind of a dingy, rougher. And if I had to sit there and say which product on on average has the better wrestling, I probably would go with NXT. But yeah, sure. But when you're dealing with an entire presentation, when you're dealing with an entire company, you know, AEW blows them out of the water.
1: And I also think that, like, I think if you're just grading it from just, like, yeah, again, the wrestling content or whatever – Yeah. NXT probably has had, you know, in the past month, like a better product in a ring, but it's only the kind of product that's going to attract like fans who are going to watch this no matter what. Anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's just bread and butter for like, and to me, because I guess, you know, I've got like one for, I've been watching wrestling for over 20 years. Uh, You know, I, I watched all the products, you know, like I was like, yeah, I, 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 Watch a lot of wrestling, but in the past few years, I've been really having my foot out of the wrestling, like, bubble. Uh, I'll go to live shows, and I've definitely, you know, obviously AEW, I watch that every week, and I'm really excited to watch it every week. It's like such a breath of fresh air, but like the WWE product overused, and and I feel like that, um, overexposed, and I feel like that extends NXT. There's certain wrestling fans out there that will, that really enjoy that, the, the pro, and then reproduct that next is presenting, and they don't care how many times, like, their talents are overexposed at all, you know? Um, and those people, you know, you can never sell them on the fact that, like, you know, hey, you know, like, the AW looks fresher and cooler and this and that. If they're specifically just going for what's in ring, like, yeah, they're just going to say like, oh, NXT is maybe better. And I, there's so much other aspects of wrestling. There's angles. I mean, the angles that AEW has been doing recently have been so much hotter than NXT's for the most part. In general, it's just a, it's just more exciting product And, and to be excited about wanting to watch a wrestling show for me, someone who really oh god you know it's it's hard to do you know um that's 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 important you know the, the excitement factor in wrestling good matches if you want to watch good matches all day like you know just get um with a streaming service for new japan you know and like yeah. and that's a great product you know and they have really great wrestling but you know like that's I don't know. That can only go so far. I think with a majority of fans, I feel like the fans are really looking for the better matches versus Another show with also really good matches are very, they're, they're definitely a smaller aspect of the audience. They're, they're, it's like, um, what's it? What's the word? Uh, just, you know, it's a fringe audience.
0: There you go. It's a niche audience. audience.
1: Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's like it's it's almost like you know the people that follow the observer the are always does the star ratings you know most people do star ratings it's like a it's, it's not even the people that would read those reports mm-hmm. it's like a smaller demographic of those people because yeah. not all those people really just care oh did you who had the best matches like well that's not everything that wrestling is mm-hmm. it's angles it's new characters It's, you know, in general, it's just, you don't know what's going to happen next. And, um, you know, it's surrealism for sure. You know, and that has, all those things I just mentioned have nothing to do about the in ring product. AEW presents that in a much better way than NXT and also, um, has a really strong in ring product, which I'm looking forward to, um, watching more of each week. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so let's, uh, Let's talk about some of the in-rank product that's been going on the past few weeks. Uh, AEW's, uh, tag team tournament. Um, obviously, SCU won this in the end. Um, and I was not a big fan of like, I mean, okay, like, I'm a big fan of, uh, Scorpio Sky. I actually, uh, used to, um, I knew him, I knew him way back when. So Cal, back when the Bucks were backyard wrestling and wrestling around on trampolines. Uh, Scorpio Sky, I don't ever know, and I'm not sure if I ever saw him on a trampoline, but (laughs) he used to be a backyard wrestler. (laughs) Uh, and uh, I, I hey, you know what, like, anybody who's got like a problem with backyard wrestling, like, Daniel Bryan used to be a backyard wrestler apparently, so like, the best of the best, you know, if you're a passionate teenager about wrestling, at some point you backyard wrestled, and Scorpio Sky did as well. I think Kazarian might have, but I, anyway, I used to be in the same group as Scorpio Sky, so to see him go from basically being a teenager, um, wearing uh, Adidas uh, shoes and pants or whatever, and just, like, he had dreads, uh, yeah. Uh, and then like, he went through uh, with Rep Pro um, and the PWG, and then I think at one point he retired uh, because, like, he just wasn't getting opportunities and now, like, he's one of those guys that like, people consistently point out how great he is and how athletic he is. And he's always had that. Um, and to see him, you know, go over uh, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix along with Kazarian, that was a big moment for me. Um, he's a good guy, and I'm very happy he uh was able to achieve that. I do think the right team went over there. Um, I mean the field that they had, I felt like private party would have been also a good choice to be tag champs just because they went over the box the way they did. And that gave me a lot of, a lot of buzz. Um, Ray Phoenix is phenomenal. So I'm really high on him right now and Pentagon, but, uh, ultimately it's SCU, you know, they can, they're a good act and, uh, they're kind of like a good first tag team champions. And I'm like, Oh, we'll see what's next. You know? Um, What what did you feel about the tag? Oh, okay.
0: I'm glad you finally gave me the floor because I've been chomping at the bit since the week this happened. I've been dying to do a podcast. Now obviously Uh I've gone, you know, I've been talking to my other friends who watch Pro Wrestling, and they've heard my entire tirade. So now you get to do it, you get to be privy to it as well as all of our listeners. Okay, I absolutely hated with a fiery passion, I hated the fact that Private Party beat the young Bucks. Because Here, you're trying to establish these tag team titles as important tag team titles. This isn't WWE where it's a fluke, where the person who has the title is just kind of a placeholder for the, you know, just holding the title until the stars finally hold it. It's like, okay, if you want to get these belts over, you need to be on your top tag team. And who's your top tag team? The Young Bucks. Now, I could have been more forgiving of this if they done sort of the roll-up out of nowhere and just kind of put over as kind of a fluke but no they beat them absolutely clean as a sheet and then sure enough the next week on AEW you have JR calling the Young Bucks the best team in the world it's like well how good can they really be if last week they lost to private party and you're already and I think if you really want to get those belts over as being the top belts, not just in AEW but in all pro wrestling because remember this is the company that wants to to be able to put a tag team match in the main event and I don't know if you can do that if you don't have it on the Young Bucks. I, th- I think you're already kind of undercutting the credibility of the tag team titles if if the Young Bucks don't have it. I understand uh, what they're uh, trying uh, to do. Of- they want to get talent over, but are you really doing the talent any good when, oh, yeah, they beat the Young Bucks, but everybody knows the Young Bucks is actually the better team.
1: It's hard to you know, argue with a lot of what you're saying there. I one thing I I don't know what are they calling now. I, I I just um, what are they calling? Uh, Ortiz and Santana and the company. That's what they're I mean, called I'm in a circle. But that's what, what are, they're that's they're what they're called. Family.
0: Ortiz well, and no, Santana. You know
1: that man. But like, there's a you know they're not LAX anymore. There's like a new name for them. There's, like like uh, Pride and Power or something. of Power.
0: I don't remember. I for for what I know, they just call them by their names.
1: Yeah, we're just calling Ortiz and Satana for tonight, but I know there's a new game, the uh, team name they're trying to get them over with. Um, their match seems better, or sorry, more um, important than anything that's going to potentially go on for a tag title match at Full Gear. Um, and there is definitely an aspect of, oh well, you know, those two teams, like at well, some point, remember the tag champs are now. Yes, um they're just you know holding those titles so you know the better teams uh or teams like Santana or uh young bucks are going to beat them uh so it is a bit of like you know it does kind of diminish the whole thing um but uh i see what they were going for they're trying to get a lot of teams over at you know not just like one or two teams i do think i i love the fact that you know um Private Party went over the Young Bucks because it was a great match and it really got Private Party over, I feel, as a, as a top team. But if they were going to go over the Young Bucks, the, basically, um you know, well, the, uh, you know, basically the best tag team, maybe in wrestling or, you know, at least in AEW, you know, the guys who, they have a tag match, it might be a main event, you know, they're the, they're the names. If they were going to go over the Young Bucks in the first round, they should have won the whole tournament. You know, like, uh.
0: Um, that's another problem too. That's like, they beat the Young Bucks clean as a sheet, and then they go know. and lose to, I believe, the Lucha Brothers, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, it just doesn't make any sense, you know, at that point. It's like, you know, if you're gonna put them over, make them a made men, you know, in AEW, and have them go over the box and everything, and clean and all that, like, they should have won the whole thing, and then they can be like, oh, well, they went over to Pentagon and Phoenix, they went over the SCU, And now they're, like, you know, they then then that championship would mean a lot more. And it would be okay that Ortiz and Santana and Young Bucks are having a big grudge match, you know, grudge tag team match. Because, hey, they're going to, most likely, whoever comes out of that, they're going to face Private Party, and the Private Party already beat the Bucks. And, like, you know, they have a really, a shot of retaining the titles over one of those teams, and... Obviously, none of that happened. So <laughs> uh, that's that, that's a problem. Yeah, I, I think that's a problem. Uh, um, and I and... know part of the
0: reason why is people are afraid that because the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody, because they're vice presidents in the company, they're afraid that, oh, because they have power now, they don't have to do jobs if they don't want to. And it's just like, OK, I understand you have to be aware of that because you may fall into that trap. But at the same time. You can't be being yourself like a drum every single week just because you're afraid of the criticism of people saying, well, he's a vice president, so that's why he's booking himself on top, and that's why he's afraid to do a job.
1: Yeah, I, I think that they actually um, have done a disservice to Kenny Omega so far in the company, um, just because he's been jobbing a lot, and I know he like recently got a victory, like a, a tag match with uh, Paige over Moxley and Neville, but... Uh, in general, you know, I mean, he's, and he obviously he beat Janela, who, like, made his debut on AEW Dynamite, so um, really, you know, it's like, doesn't it really matter that he beat Janela that much, but, uh, you know, I mean, he's lost some key matches, and yeah, it helped make other guys, but at the same time, like, maybe it hasn't really been established as, like, a top, top, top guy, you know, to this new audience at all, and he hasn't had a match so far in the company where, um... You know, where it's like, oh, yeah, he is like a five-star wrestling machine and this and that. He hasn't had that match in AW yet. Uh, he's been a consistently pretty good wrestler, but obviously because he is a great wrestler, but uh, he hasn't had like a all-out showcase. That's why I'm so interested in the match with Moxley, because I'm like, well, what are they going to do? Maybe this will be this is obviously a really big match for both guys, and it could be really, you know, a really great match. And hopefully Omega goes over there. But then again, like Moxley might need the victory. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I I heard, and this is scuttlebutt from you know obviously the 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 dirt sheet writers and whatnot. But I heard some of the scuttlebutt of uh, Kenny Omega's losing streak is because AEW is in talks with New Japan, and it's supposed sure. to coincide with that angle of eventually Kenny Omega is going to threaten to leave, or he's going to bring in his New Japan friends. And there's going to be like a big invasion angle. Or he's going to wind up teaming with Ibushi against the Bucks. Or something. Mm. It's like okay I understand that. But at the same time. Like we mentioned earlier about the new audience. It's like okay well they don't know that. So you're you know. (laughs) You've heard all this stuff about Kenny Omega being. This big superstar. And then finally he gets on national television. And all he does is lose. And
1: I feel like if when he's looked his best so far in the ring, it's been in tag matches. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with maybe even booking. I mean, it's probably problematic, but it would, it would be less of a bad thing if he was booked the way he was, if he had like one really like, you know, a 25 minute, or I guess it would be 20 minute you know, cause the time limit, but a 20 minute match, uh, on, you know, a TV with like another top guy, whether it be Neville or Moxley or whatever, even to a draw, if he just is an all-out great match, then, you know, it's like, oh, wow, Big is so great. You know, he's such a great wrestler. But really, he just kind of looks like a third banana to the box when they're teaming up together. And that's when he's looked his best so far on on the EW Dynamite. And that's not not great. You know, he's got so much to him. I mean, when he signed with the company, that was a very big deal. You know, he turned down New Japan for... uh, EW contract, and that was, you know, that was a bigger sign than, that was a bigger sign than any of them. You know, yeah. like, the Moxley, or maybe, maybe more so the Moxley, um, Coe, you know, the, bombing, mean, just, that was a big deal when he got signed, and now it's, it hasn't felt like that at all. You know, it's only gone down downhill since then. Exactly. So, um, you know, maybe they know, hey, it's Kenny Omega, they can build him up again, and, you know, he's, he is what he is, and all that, but, uh, you know, it feels like they're not uh, doing a very good service to him right now. So, or, you know, the fans of him and, you know, you have such a great star in Kenny Omega that like, come on, you know, like, let's, let's see you really take advantage of that more. Um, but, uh and I, I actually feel the sim one uh, on a lighter level, I feel somewhat similarly about MJF. Like he had the one match and he did a promo. And ever since then, he's just been a you know second banana or third banana to Cody. You know, it's like a corner guy. And um, I mean, like MJF's phenomenal talent, and everybody wants to see him wrestle and talk on the mic. So let the, let him, right?
0: <laughs> I I'm not as gung ho on MJF as most people. I think oh. I think. Obviously, we all know we're getting the big Cody MJF feud down the road. They've been teasing that every single week, and we know at some point we're going to get that. And I'm fine with that. But at the same time, I just, I'm not blown away by the guy's in-ring ability and his gimmick. Because to me, I look at him and I'm thinking, okay, second match guy on the card. I don't see that guy being in a main event program, maybe outside of with, with Cody. He's just... He, he, he kinda, I, I know I kind of meant this as a compliment, but now it's sort of, it's cutting the other way now. He's, I just see him and I think the Miz. He can go out there and he can cut a promo on the audience, but then once the bell rings, he's just an average wrestler. Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that It's, you know, considering the TV landscape and the way, you know, you could do stuff with, with, uh, with, with promos and whatnot, but at the same time, I just, I don't take the guy seriously as a main event player because it's just his in-ring work. Well, not bad. At the same time, it's nothing blow away either.
1: Oh, I mean, that's all. I, I, I would, I think nobody could really deny what you're saying there. But for me, when, you know, you're talking about the world title picture, you, you right now, they're doing a great service to that picture with like Jericho and Cody, mm-hmm. two great character wrestlers where the character really comes first right now. Nobody's really. I mean, I don't think Jericho's really. I, I really like the Darby Allen match that he had, but that was more about the characters of the two characters of Jericho and uh, Darby Allen. In general, Jericho's not exactly lighting the world on fire in his in ring work, but he sure as hell's doing it character wise with his promos and having some of his best work in many years. And I think like MJF, I've never seen anything in the ring that tells me like, oh yeah, he's a you know above average talent. Really, you know, he's not necessarily that at all, but he's a great character wrestler. And that makes me think, like, you could put him in the world title picture one day. You know, like I actually, I, you know, two years from now, I could totally see MGF as a world champion Um, because he's able to elicit so much heat. And he's in each week you want, like for me, because of the, what I've seen out of him. Each week, I would be interested to see what he's going to do next, character-wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in ring, I mean, you know, sure, you know, the, the Miz comparison applies certainly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that's totally valid. Uh, but you know, it's been five weeks. Uh, any um, thoughts on a potential MVP so far in the, co- in the company?
0: I'm, I'm torn because. Really, when you talk
1: last month, you know, not based off the last show. Sorry,
0: just uh, I'm just saying in general. It's I'm really torn because as a complete package, I would be hard to say. You know, it's probably Cody because mm. you know he can do he can do it all. He's a great worker in the ring, but he's also great in the mic. He's great for all these angles. But at the same time, I'm like Jericho. Just it, he's excels everywhere except in the ring. Yeah. Like, he's got everything down as, like, just a main event, or just a, arguably the hottest guy in the industry. And then the bell rings, and it's, you know, he's an older guy, he's kind of slow, he's kind of big, right kind of out of shape. Now, I wouldn't mind if that was his part of his gimmick, he just leaned into it, but he seems like, especially the match with Darby Allin, it's like, you, you're out there having a match on national television in a t-shirt. Now, I understood it was a Street fight, hardcore match, and I, I was a little bit more forgiving of that, but, if you, if you're, if you're in a situation with Jericho like that, my suggestion to you would just, just lean into it. Just have that be part of his gimmick, where, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's going on about the bubbly, and he's, he's helping himself to a, a big, um, you know, tri-tip steak, or he's eating a filet mignon, or something to kind of indicate, you know, He's this guy who's kind of older, kind of slower, kind of heavier, but it's because he's the best. Mm. And he, you know, one of those things where, you know, he's fat because he's so successful. Because I'm sure, <laughs> if, on
1: life, you know? I, I'm <laughs> sure
0: he's tried to, but you know, Mistress Time is not having, is having his way with Jericho's body. And I realized, you know, he could be watching what he eats and working out. And just doing his absolute best, but you know, f- father time's still gonna have its way with him. I would just lean into it because if you just kind of dance around it, you are kind of you know it's the elephant in the room. No pun, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, he's not that big, but just I would just lean into it because it's what everyone's talking about already. Because remember, at first, you know, I felt like it was just a couple of people kind of snickering, but at this point, I feel like it's it's at this point everybody knows it now. And, yeah, and
1: I—it's I, uh, it's kind of accepted or not. I don't know. You know, it's just definitely go ahead. <laughs>
0: and that could even be part of his gimmick. He could be like the well, I'm not going to go out there and have the five star match, but you know what? You know what really matters? Winning. He's like, you—you right. you have Kenny Omega who's supposed to be this five star wrestling machine, and what's his what's his record look like? He's right. like, yeah, I may be a little slow. Yeah, I'm a little bit heavier than I used to be, but guess what? I'm the world champion, and I beat all mm-hmm. of you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's
0: the way I would try to sell it.
1: It's incredible what he's been able – I mean, it's Jericho's it, career, and I think, like, if he's had it out for a couple years as, like, a top guy in AEW, the past stuff, you know, he's been doing the past month, like, he's very much been a great television character, honestly, you know, as a wrestler – uh, in the past month, um, he reinvented himself again as AEW champion. Um, I think that, you know, if he does this, you know, a few more years, you know, as a top, top guy for AEW, he's easily in like the top 10 greatest wrestlers in the past 40 years. Like the stuff he's done over the past 20 years, I mean, he's just, and, and he, he he's just, his mind's so creative, you know, um, and he really, Kind of like the name itself adds legitimacy to AEW as in like a worldwide or national product, but the stuff he's been doing with his character has really been adding it as a, you know a great television show to watch for wrestling. Um, the the yeah the physical reality is not there and you know like he, he's he is out of shape and you know like maybe lean into it a little bit more maybe be, like it doesn't really matter you know and stuff. Um, Kind of like what Hogan did in WCW back in the day as the, like a heel, you know, like Hollywood Hogan. Like, I could not go at <laughs> all in the ring. I mean, Jericho could certainly go more than him. But, um, but like, man, he had that larger than life character and you wanted to see what <laughs> Hollywood Hogan was doing promo wise or who he was feuding with, but not necessarily watch those matches. Um, Jericho's not quite as bad as that, but it's, but it is one of those things where it's like character way more, you know, way more porn comes first. And I think he's just like this guy, you know. It's just, he's out of shape right now, or whatever, or a little out of shape. Um, it makes it like
0: more. Jericho's calling you. He's heard what you talked about him, and he's not too happy about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just like this guy. Fuck this guy. Um, no, I, uh, I think it makes it more hateable. I remember Shane Douglas in UCW like ninety seven, ninety eight. He was a super hot heel. But he was kind of out of shape a little bit, too. He was not one of the top, like, athletes in the ECW. But he was, like, world champion, and people hated him. And I think that kind of carries over with um, Jericho. He's a lot older now than Shane Douglas was back then. You know, he's he's been the great athlete for so many years. And now it's just like, well, he's going to mostly get over and get the product over with his mic skills. And good for him. So I think, you know, as far as MVP in the last month, Jericho, you know, I totally think he's had so much to the product. Um, and yeah, uh, I would love it if he retains over Cody. Um, I believe what we'll see at full gear, this is a prediction, is MJF turn on Cody at full gear and Jericho go over and, you know, um, go into the next, you know, pay, you know, in the few months as champ. Uh, cause we, I, I would hate for Jericho's run as champion to end this soon. So uh but speaking of that, I guess we should go into like some of the matches for full gear since uh you know we've been kinda talking about the product and uh, where things are going. Uh what match on this card would you say you are looking forward to the most?
0: Isn't it obvious? Isn't it the match that everybody's looking forward to?
1: Uh Moxley and uh
0: (laughs) my only real argument for going back to my Young Bucks argument, it's like Everybody knows that's the main event and I'm sort of conflicted. I'm like, well, then shouldn't that be for the belt then? But at the same time, it's like, but Jericho's so great though. So I, I, am torn because traditionally, you know, wrestling says, you know, the, the top program with the top guys should be the folks feeding for the belt. But I'm torn because Jericho's so great and Cody's so great. Mm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the real main event to everybody is obviously. Moxley and and Omega.
1: Yeah, I think they had to deliver in that match, too. Just because I feel like, you know, Moxley's promo last uh Wednesday was really good and really established that he's just it's like this he's not necessarily a heel, he's not necessarily a face. He will just, you know, um and that's really Moxley at his best when he's just this unstable wrestling character um i, I really again, crane, yeah, losing yeah, crane.
0: I know, um what's up i'm losing you
1: oh i'm sorry okay uh yeah i feel like since they weren't able to have the match all out i feel like this is the time to deliver and so hopefully it will be every bit as good as we would hope it to be because that's the match I'm looking forward
0: to the most. Yeah, obviously, I don't think we really have to worry all too much, considering the two participants in the ring. You have Kenny Omega, who's known as this five-star wrestling machine. Really, people have been kind of underwhelmed with his work as of late, and I think he's got something to prove. And then you have John Moxley, who left WWE, who is pretty much, you know, he has the biggest chip on his shoulder right now. And he's had pretty good matches, but this is probably the biggest match he's had in his entire career. I would say his entire career in general, because, I mean, you mm-hmm. could argue matches he's had in WWE, but really, at this point of his career, you know, I can honestly say this is probably probably his his biggest match of his entire career, because there's no doubt it's one of the biggest matches of his career, but I would make the argument it's his biggest, and this is a guy who's, you know, had matches with Triple H and matches with Brock Lesnar and has won WWE championships and... NWE pay-per-view main events, but same time I feel like at this point in his career, he's got everything to prove and the world's watching him and I would say this is the biggest match of his entire life.
1: Well, I think it's critical, you know, and, and, and not maybe, I won't necessarily say biggest, but definitely the most, maybe the most important for him. Because if it goes south, that would be really bad. (laughs) If he doesn't have a great match with Kenny Omega, Not that he's not a great wrestler, he is a good wrestler, but it's, it's again, he's not like, he's not like the Bucks, he's not like Kenny Omega, he's not like, you just put him in a ring and he'll have a great match, you know, like, it depends. It depends. And if it goes south, well that would, that would not be great for uh, where he stands. If it goes great, which I expect it will, hey, you know, like, I think it'll do more for his character and, uh, whether he wins or loses, and uh you know it'll be something for everybody to talk about that's the match that everybody hopefully after you know after watching the show everybody's going to still be talking about that match that's what i expect so um you know box and santana and ortiz that's another great match especially if they kind of just like go go for it all in that match um i you know i expect it to be a young bucks showcase and uh i don't know i really like this inner circle um group you know like i i look forward to whatever they're involved in because they've gotten the characters over so well mm-hmm. um oh we should talk a little bit about um rio being women's champion though you know uh she doesn't have a match at full gear so why does she not have a match <laughs>
0: she doesn't have a match against the dancers or was that i believe that was was that on tv
1: what uh rip baker yeah yeah so she had that match mm. you know and they built that for like a week or two. Um, they could and, be saving
0: and, her for TV because, from what I've heard, as far as demographics, like she's doing gigantic numbers with with young girls.
1: Really, that's great.
0: Yeah, and it's it may be one of those things to where, kind of want to save her for TV. Mm-hmm. The AEW women's roster isn't the biggest. So they could be wanting to save a big match with her for TV. I don't know. It's it's weird. It could be a scheduling conflict because I don't know if she still works her other Japanese promotions. Like
1: stardom, yeah.
0: And Which is now
1: owned by New Japan. Yeah, but that, so. is, that is
0: curious that she's not on this roster considering she is one of the company's big stars.
1: Yeah. yeah. I... Well, first of all, the thing with Rio is that she's doing that well with the younger female audience. I'd say run with it. Um, any new audiences that you can get that are being currently capitalized by the WWE, like, that's your bread and butter. Go with that. Work on that. Um, but Britt Baker, I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, she's a little sloppy and the rock isn't like there exactly, but she's like the, otherwise, you know, like that's the kind of thing that she'll learn in time. She's only been wrestling for a few years, so I feel like, really, when I see Britt Baker out there at Rio, I'm like, well, Britt Baker's, like, the one who's eventually gonna be champion. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, cause I she, just...
0: She's, she, yeah, she's definitely a star. If, if anything, you know, if you're dealing a pecking order of all the women in, in AEW, obviously, Rio is number one, because she, she has... She's drawing a bit of a new audience, and she's probably one of the best they have in the ring. But you have to imagine Burt Baker is probably not that far behind at number two or 1A. No, depending.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, 1A would probably be, you know, because that's, I mean, I think that's pretty obvious even. Uh Yeah, Rio's definitely got war going on in ring right now. But at the end of the day, Burt Baker's the one that they're going to go with long term. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, But one thing that's interesting is that, like, Nyla Rose, like, they haven't done anything with her on, like, the regular Dynamite show. I know she probably—I haven't watched AEW Dark, Hmm. so I'll admit that right now. But, uh, you know, she had the women's title match, the first episode, and we've had four episodes since then. I haven't seen her—I mean, she hasn't been on at all. You know, like, they haven't even had a vintage for her or something to get her heat back a little bit. So it's like they have very curious building of certain— stars within the women's division and uh i it's kind of i i don't want to say a mess but it's confusing and not totally together so small mess maybe.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah and uh netville and page that's coming up at full gear and Man. I like what they've been doing with Neville. I like that they went to a 20 minute draw with uh, Moxley and Neville a couple weeks back. Mm. Um, I like that match a lot. Uh, nobody had to lose, so that was good. Um, Paige doesn't do a lot for me. So, and I thought he might do something for me after his match with Jericho, um, at all out, but still, you know, it's just kind of generic babyface. I don't, I mean. <sighs> Certain people within the industry are pretty high on him because they see the potential that he has. But um, well, I, I man, would, I, I, I
0: would, I would say the same thing if it wasn't for the fact that he had a great week this week and he had that great promo. And I am, and like many people, I'm imagining that do cowboy shit is probably going to be a t shirt.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. You know and that's that's a good point. He kind of appeals to a certain audience. You know, like they're doing a lot of shows in the south, and like that's an audience. That's an audience. That's a demographic. And so they need somebody to appeal to that, and he does do that. So,
0: And, and I, I love Pac and all, but, you know, he seems kind of – he's one of those guys who can go out there and have a great match and cut a decent promo. But I feel like he's limited to, to that, whereas, you know, Adam Page may not be as good a worker as him or a lot of people other than that company. But he has the aura of a star, and he cuts pretty damn good promos. He's one of those mm. guys where I think he, he, he's he got a higher ceiling than, say, a Pack. Now, obviously, some nights he doesn't come close to that ceiling, but if he has an on-night, I think he could really be one of the top stars in AEW. Maybe not world champion material, but if you build him up the right way, you could definitely build him up as a contender again for the world title.
1: I feel pretty similar to both of them. I mean, I'm definitely much more of a Neville fan uh than Paige, you know, but... In the sense of where they are currently positioned in the company, um, what you could do with them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, if they have a heel champion like Jericho, Paige should go over, and they should build Paige more up, because, you know, they need fresh baby opponents, top baby opponents for Jericho. Mm. If they win rushing of having a baby champ like Cody, you know, Evil should go over, and they should build more guys, you know, up on the heel division. You know, it's pretty... And with these two guys, you can build them up either way, you know. And you, you can position. I feel like you can position them for different reasons, um, you know. In in that world title picture, if you just do a bit more work on them, you know, a few months of television, yeah, 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 And you know, you need you need guys like that. I feel like they did a disservice to Darby Allen, um, in a way. I'd really like the match with Jericho, um, but. What it, it, I mean, the way he qualified for a world title match was really unusual, and just like, oh, here's Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, and they're gonna have a match, and they get a world title shot now. Like, what's up with that? Right? Like, that didn't make any sense. Like, the Jimmy Havoc kind of didn't anything on television before that, and um, I mean, they could have had Darby Allin go over or somebody that was a little more established as a heel, and you know, earned that title shot. But they didn't, you know, and they just, they don't have an explanation for that, you know, and I mean, I'm not picking, but you know, um, when you have guys positioned in that world title shot, pitcher, like they should be going over other top guys, you know, it just kind of stands to reason, but, um, have we covered everything in a full gear? Is that, I'm sure we
0: haven't covered every single match, but we've covered all the big ones.
1: Yeah. All the big ones. Sure. You know that's all the ones people are concern, um, interested in or interested about. It. So, um, so as for us, uh, I think that kind of wraps everything up. I know that there's another episode. oh you know, Of course, there's another episode of Dynamite this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, every Wednesday, but this Wednesday <laughs> right before the pay per view. Pay per view is on a week from this. Uh, well, it's on the ninth, so it's on Saturday, the 9th. Uh, we'll watch both of those shows, and then I think we'll be doing a pod after that, kind of reviewing uh mostly full gear at that point. So um, anything in closing uh, before we go this week?
0: No. Everybody watch the pay-per-view. Pay for it. And yes. continue watching AEW on TNT and NXT on USA. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be nice here, Dave.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, uh, hey, you know, I, you know, maybe, maybe it'll work out for NXT, you know, the, uh, the little engine that could, kinda, you know. uh, I don't think they're gonna be winning any ratings battles anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Well, once in a while, most of us really, you know, interested wrestling fans will be like, hey, there's a Riddle Page match that I really need to see. Sorry, Riddle, um, Cole. Sorry, the other Adam. Uh, that I need to see, and so I'll watch that, and, you know, I hope they have more matches like that. you tune in. <laughs> anyway, alright, you guys have a good week, and, uh, we'll see you in a couple.
0: See ya!